So hello and welcome back to RPG Quest, the podcast where we do not play D&D. And for these episodes, we are again delving into the ancient horror that is Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> Uh, my name is Chris. I am your host and keeper. But the real stars of the show, of course, as always, are our players. And for this adventure, this scenario, have you seen the yellow sign? Our investigator is Jack Cassidy, a.k.a. Brendan, a.k.a. Panda. Hello. Hi. Glad to be back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so as we left off last time... Um, our private investigator in New Orleans, new to New Orleans, Jack Cassidy, got his first job investigating the death of newspaper investigative reporter Peter Gavin. Uh, the police chalked his death up to suicide, but of course um, there are suspicions around that. The editor of the newspaper who gave you the job, Charlie Sundstrom, believed that he was murdered while investigating the most honourable crew of swords, a group partially responsible uh, with uh, some of the um, organization of the upcoming Mardi Gras celebrations. They are running afloat. The three people who run that uh, crew are all from the upper echelons of New Orleans society. And um, the other big clue that you had just discovered upon investigating uh, the site where Peter Gavin's body was found was that it doesn't seem possible that he could have died, that he could have jumped from this four-story building and landed in the position and the area that his body was found. Very suspicious indeed. So, as we resume, you've just left Tulane University after discussing with the physics professor um, about the, the impossibility of Gavin's death being a suicide of which he is very convinced. Um, where is Jack Cassidy heading now? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, probably having just left that, he uh, sits in his car for a minute again, kind of trying to get his notes together, uh, flips back over a couple things. Um, you know, rights fell from an airplane, you know, pretty large on the page uh, with a, you know, sarcastic right under it. Um Gage is the time of day. Would you would you say it's early evening or or moving on tonight? Um, it's still sort of late afternoon, early evening. Probably probably around sort of five six p.m. Okay. Um, yeah. If it's if it's around five or six, uh, I think he would probably stop in at uh you know like a greasy spoon, some small diner. Um, eat quickly, maybe drink a bit of coffee. Go over his notes again and head back to take a nap before the evening. Um, he certainly intends to check out the warehouse, but I think he's going to wait until the sun goes down. Ah, of course. You know, with the, with the previous note saying that the, the crew was a little strange and the place was a dump, maybe it would be better to go at night. Makes perfect sense, yeah. This is the the warehouse where the, the, the Honorable Crew of Swords are making their... Mardi Gras decorations. Um, so you go back to you go back to uh, the apartment, uh, the office for a little bit after getting yourself a bite to eat, and have a little sort of rest on the couch, have a little nap. Uh, the phone doesn't ring. You don't get any calls or anything. As uh, more of the evening starts to go by, the sun goes down. It's not raining, but you do hear down in the street, even from from up in this apartment. Um, the, the celebrations from Mardi Gras kind of starting to begin. There are already street performers around. Um, you can hear sort of bands, um, the chatter of, of folks just sort of walking up and down the, the main streets throughout New Orleans. Um, the festivities are kind of kicking into gear. Yeah, being a, you know, general curmudgeon these days, I think, uh, you know, Jack walks to the window, looks out. Uh, pours himself a drink and kind of watches for a little while. Uh, probably mutters to himself, like, what the fuck is there to party about? Uh, pulls the pulls the blinds and gets ready to go back out. Yeah, no problem. So, um, several entries in Gavin's note uh, indicate that he'd already visited this, as we mentioned, the crew's warehouse. Has the, uh, the address for it as well in the French Quarter in uh, New Orleans. And as you head out, head out to your car the streets are cluttered with celebrants musicians uh, most of them wearing masks they're kind of laughing and 
and kind of jostling, you know, people come up offering you food and drink and, uh, you know, other things. And as you head down to the, uh, I guess, you're, are you driving or are you just going to walk down on foot? Um, I mean, is it the distance of like a couple blocks or is it like miles? Because with the roads being busy with people, he'd probably walk. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not close, but it's not too long. Um, you know, you probably walk there in about sort of half, just over a bit over half an hour from where you are. Yeah, he'd, he'd walk if it's about a half hour. Uh, but he would take his camera from his car and make sure he's got that with him today. Or this evening, rather. Yeah, no problem. You um, grab your camera, um, I guess tuck it away in your bag, and uh, begin heading down to uh, to the area. Um, the address itself, the building, is um, it's, it's small. It's like a drab one-story little warehouse with only one door. There are windows kind of lining the sides of the building, all about seven foot above the the sidewalk. And the door obviously appears to be locked and closed. Yeah. Is there any light coming through the windows? Give me a spot hidden. Okay. <laughs> ah, we're back at it. So that's a 75 versus 50. That's a fail. Ooh. It's hard to, to say from here. Um, you think maybe that there might be some some lights on, but it doesn't seem like there's sort of lots of activity happening. So whether that means there are guards or or work happening inside, it's hard to say from where you are. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you know, in, in different games, I might try to be, you know, a roguey, stealthy boy. Um, but considering the, the character in the era, I think if he's unsure whether there are people inside, Jack is going to knock on the door. You know, again, he won't like cop knock, um, but he will give, you know, a, uh, a reasonable knock. Yeah, sure. You head up to the, the front door of the warehouse, which is sort of locked and padlocked, and uh, you bang on the door. And uh, after a few, you know, seconds that go by, um, the chain and lock still on the door, it opens just a crack, and you see a figure kind of from behind. There's some dim lights in the warehouse. Um, a large, kind of imposing figure kind of scowls down at you. Says, uh, can I help you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm hoping you can. Uh, in fact, uh, is this the right place? I, 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 I might have been turned around. Um, I mean, there's there's just I mean, there's so many warehouses around here, it's hard to say. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm meant to come over and uh, inspect some floats. Inspect some floats? Floats. Uh, yeah, make sure uh, everything is uh, in order for for Mardi Gras. Um, who sent you? Oh, uh, I'm I'm just working for the city planning. Um, you know, it, it it doesn't matter too much. Uh, but I do have some paperwork if you need to see it, sir. Uh, and we'll just like grab some random paperwork and like flash it at him real quick. Put it back in his coat. Give me a fast talk. Ah, that's a hard success. Thirty versus seventy. Says, uh, well, okay, guess you can come in and have a quick look. It's just you, is it? Yeah, yeah, it, it's just me, sir, and I, I won't take up too much of time bother you too much. I just need to uh, make sure that things are moving along the way they are meant to be. And there's some jangling of keys as, you know, reaches down and, and, and unlocks the padlock and then sort of removes the chain and opens the door enough. And as he sort of opens the door, you, you get the full... Uh, get a full look at this guy. He's, you know, a, a easily six foot five, um, large looking sort of uh, watchman. I suppose you could describe him as that. Um, and he's clearly armed as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing that, <laughs> Jack will just give him like his biggest, you know, customer service fake smile. Um, well, you, you, uh, you are quite a large one. You ever do any boxing? You, uh, you certainly look like you could do a couple rounds in the ring, am I right? I've been in a fight or two in my time. Oh, I don't mean some street fight. You should uh, you should look into making yourself a little bit more money. You, you could make a name of yourself, even. I mean, you know, the city puts these things on all the time. Maybe I could put a good word in for you. Uh, but, you know, no, nothing, nothing to worry about, really. Just wanted to uh, compliment your uh, sizable stature, sir. You certainly are a large man. 
He just kind of grunts and as he kind of leads you in through this warehouse, the the main entrance is just kind of like a little foyer area. You can see there's an office, you know, tucked away in the corner to the right. Some some stairs that lead up that must lead up to the roof. And then to his left is a big across the whole wall sliding door that he heads towards and opens up, revealing a main kind of working area full of shelves of like as he opens it up, um, you know, decorations, paint, all this sort of stuff. Um, and the lights in there, um, he turns on so that everything lights up fully bright. Uh, is there a, a fairly large float in there? Like, are they actually doing work? Uh, yeah, give me a spot hidden. <laughs> That's a fail. 98 versus 50. Um, yeah, as you look around, there seem to be decorations everywhere. Lots of them are sort of big, like, placard signs, like, on, on black cloth. Um, you know, stuff sort of painted in yellow, all this kind of stuff. They almost seem to be a little luminous. Okay. And as you move to sort of, like, have a look at these signs and these decorations, you notice one of them sort of laid out, painted in yellow, um, is the same sign that Peter held uh, in his hand that was in his notebook. And as you look at it, give me a sanity roll, please. Okay. Oof. 72 versus 50, that's a fail. Yeah, as you look at this, the, um, the yellow curves that twist out in this spiral design, the three of them, there's three sort of arms begin to squirm and twist out of the black background um, almost as like they're they're hungrily sort of reaching out to you roll me a d6 please that is a two two it only lasts for a second as you blink it moves back into it's normal as the guy um, standing next to you just says are you are you okay um, mm, yeah, 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 I'm all right. Thank, thank you for asking. Um, I'm just, uh, I haven't, can't say I've seen paint like this before. It's, uh, it's quite reflective. Um, everything, everything seems to be in order. Uh, you mind if I take a couple photos just to bring back to the office again? I don't want another guy coming out here bothering you with this same thing again, you know, just, just need to follow up on things. Who did you say said to you again? Oh, I, I work for the city planning bureau. Oh. Okay. Um, so you lose two points of sanity. Okay. All right. I was wondering. Okay. 48. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jack will, you know, take a couple photos. Um, after he's taken a couple photos, he will uh, turn towards the, the obvious guard, you know, gentleman, um, and say to him, uh, I just need to, uh, is the boss in? Just need to make sure that, uh, all the, all the paperwork's in order and everything in his office. I, th- I thought I saw an office back there. I'm, I'm sure he's in. Again, I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, and before I even finish speaking, like, flash a photo of him. So the, the flash kind of catches him off guard. <laughs> you take a photo of him? Yeah. <laughs> um, give, give me a fast talk again. <laughs> all right. Uh, roll and then roll, roll a bonus. Okay. Roll as well. Um... Fast talk. So bonus roll is you, you get to re-roll the, the tens, the tens dice, see if you get any better. Yep, that came up zero. Oh, that's a critical success. Oh. Zero one. All right. Um, as you take this photo and flash his eyes, like, oh, and he says, uh, screech, screech. Sc- screech. And um, you hear some moving coming from the offices. And, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, before you um, figure out what's going on, um, you uh, see someone emerge from the office. This uh, gentleman, he's quite tall, skinny, sinewy, dark skin and dreads, wearing like a strange kind of uh, top hat with some feathers sticking out and kind of like work gear, but um, you see is sort of loosely on showing his open chest and around his uh, around his neck, you know, you see various kind of trinkets, symbols, chains, bones, 
that kind of thing as this gentleman steps out. Did I hear that you're from the city planning office or something? We have all the right permits if that's what you're after. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure all your paperwork's in order. I, I just wanted to check real quick. Really, they just sent me out to check the progress, make sure the float's ready. I mean, with uh, with Mardi Gras kicking off the next couple days, you know, you know how these things go. Everybody's got to have oversight here, three forms of paperwork there. I mean, I, I don't want to bother you too much, just doing my job. So what do you need from me? Well, I, I mean, I've got some photos here, uh, a bit of, bit of documentation to show show back that uh, I did come and check everything out. Just want to check that uh, everything's filed properly. Uh, perhaps we could speak in the office. If you have something to speak about, then sure. I'm sorry, what did you say your name was? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Tobias Jones. Offers a hand. Give me another fast talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> lie <laughs> 44 versus 70 success he says of course so of course so uh, anything that you need so and he um, begins to lead you back into the office okay um, yeah once we're in the office uh, I will try to keep up the like oh this is official uh, but I do kind of want to start looking around seeing if there's anything that catches my eye um the only thing of interest in this office is is him himself. Um, like I said, he's a strangely dressed man. You know, out, aside from having the work gear on, he's got sort of snakeskin belt. Um, and you actually see attached to his shirt is um, a little drawing, a little painting, um, like a badge of this um, of this yellow symbol. Yeah. Um, mm, kind of painted myself in a corner. Uh, I mean, if I was going to be a detective, I could ask all sorts of stupid questions. <laughs> but I mean, I, I guess Jack smiles at him. Um, and it just starts with, you do have a certain sense of style about you. You look a little bit different than your uh, companion there. Um, what's what's this? What's this uh, this necklace you've got? I swear I saw that symbol out there on the, on the float. Oh, that symbol. Oh, it's just a little bit of design for the Mardi Gras. You know how these things are all kind of fluff and flavor, you know, create a little bit of ambience. It's a silly, meaningless symbol. Uh, something something I saw in a dream once, actually. Saw in a dream? I painted it, and it brought me good luck, and so uh, now I figure we're going to bring good luck to others. Oh, it, uh, it brings good luck, so... Um... I mean, do you mind, uh, I don't know, passing some of that luck to me? Maybe I could win some cards or something. Bring home a little bit extra money for the missus. You know how it is. So, well, of, of course, sir. Of course, anything you say, sir. And he um, actually takes off the little symbol around his, yeah, that he's got pinned to his chest, and he, he passes it over to you. And then he sort of reaches down and pulls out some books, and he says, as you can see, all the, everything, permits, everything is in order here, all being taken care of by Mr. Fowler, sir. Oh, yeah, it does look like he's been quite thorough. And I will, like, try to look like I'm checking random things. Um. <laughs> you can give me, like, an accounting or a law check if you want. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, would, I would like to do that, because it might go bad, but that'll certainly make things more interesting. Uh... Let me find accounting. Oh, yeah. Accounting and law are both pretty bad. Let's go with law. Yep, 32 versus 5. That's a fail. Yeah, you don't know what you're looking for, but he seems very amicable in sort of showing you that, that everything's all, you know, above board. They're just making decorations here. It does seem to be everything that, that it appears, aside from the fact that the paint itself seemed pretty almost luminous. Yeah. Um, hmm, again, I, I almost painted myself into a corner on this one. Um, I, I, Jack turns to him and says, everything does seem to be in order. It, I mean, it looks like you guys have been quite diligent. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm sure y'all are busy trying to get this float out. Uh, just one, just one more thing, though. Um, what kind of paint are you using? That's certainly strange. Something different. I've not seen that before. It's real, real reflective. Oh, it's, uh, it's a special paint, you know. Uh, I don't exactly know how it's 
made, but uh, a touch of that distinguishes uh, the sword crew's decorations from all the others. Oh, fair enough. Uh, look down at the symbol. Um, and he almost like holds it back and stares and is like, wait, wait a second. Now that I think about it, I, I remember reading in, I think, The Sun the other day, something about this. What, wasn't there some young man who had this symbol on him? Fell, fell from a building or something? Are you sure this brings good luck? Give me a psychology roll. Okay. <laughs> That's a 61 versus 55 fail. Okay. Um, he just kind of he just kind of laughs and smiles and says, uh, <laughs> No, I don't. I don't believe so. I mean, I may have painted this symbol for a few people. Uh, bring them luck. Friends, family, uh, you know, uh, maybe I just got their hands on it. It's a shame that it didn't bring him the luck that he uh, so clearly needed and deserved. Yeah, I, I understand that. That is a shame. Um, friends and family. I mean, are you uh, are you some kind of famous artist, sir? No, 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 no. You knew. I I mean, I'm painting them for Mister Fowler and and whatnot. We bring them some protection and luck. Oh, well, Mr. Fowler. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, that is who uh, everything's registered under, of course. How, how could I forget Mr. Fowler? Uh, luck? Well, I mean, he's he's quite wealthy. Why does he need luck? Uh, everyone could do with a bit of luck. Even the wealthiest people are struck with some tragedies, so we all do what we can do, you know? That we do. That we do. Uh, tragedy. Um, and again, like I, I, Jack knows from the notes what he's referring to, but he doesn't want to let on that he does and just kind of see if Papa Screech will tell him anything. <laughs> you know, uh, it just leads <laughs> with that. Yeah, tragedy. I'm sorry to hear he's been through hard times. What happened? Oh, I, I don't know if I can. I really have the time to get into it right now, but. Uh... You know, he lost his uh, family some years back uh, in a tragic accident. Oh, that's horrible. But, uh, I mean, we could stay and talk about this for hours, but, uh, I, I mean, I do have to get to finishing up. So I'd, maybe I can see you out, Mr. Thompson, was it? Oh, Tobias Jones, yes, uh, absolutely. Jones, I am so sorry. No, that, that's all right. It happens all the time. One of those names. Um, yeah, please, please do. I, you know, I wouldn't want to get lost. It's a pretty big warehouse. And he, uh, yeah, begins to gesture towards the, the front door with you. Yeah, I mean, Jack, kind of begrudgingly, but, you know, not wanting to let that on. We'll, we'll follow along and um, try to be, you know, cheery and jovial on the way and just, you know, very thankful. Again, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to let me come through and do my job. I know it must be obnoxious having us come down here, but I'll, I'll make sure this is all filed away so you're not bothered again. One last thing. Give me a power roll, please. That is a 27 versus 50 success. Cool. Yeah, as uh, Papa Screech holds the door open for you, the sounds of the festivities outside filling the warehouse, he just holds eye contact with you and stares deeply into your eyes and in this moment, kind of all the sounds around you kind of just wash away. And you're caught just staring back at him. This lingering eye contact that you can't look away from. Until finally you snap out of it. And he just kind of gives you a little smile and says, Have a good night. And then shuts the door. And that stare that went on just... Lo not, not long enough to be noticeable, but long enough to just make you a little uncomfortable. Just a moment too long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Jack would be questioning if he actually bought any of that bullshit uh, as he walked away, you know. Uh, and he doesn't have the car to go back to, so he'd, he'd probably walk a block or two, make sure he's got some distance behind him. Um, duck, in, duck into the first little like coffee shop or something, order a coffee, and start going through his notes and making a lot of notes of everything he just saw. Um, particularly, 
um, everything he can like kind of remember about the feeling of the the tentacles looking with the symbol um, and I guess holding that symbol would, would be really uncomfortable about it shove it down in his pocket mm. uh, try to do a quick sketch of Papa Screech yeah of course yeah I mean he's a pretty distinct guy so you get all those details down um give me an ideas roll all right oh sorry i'll say uh, uh that'll be an intelligence roll okay oh <laughs> 76 versus 70 fail okay no problem um yeah you know you just you, you realize that everything sort of seemed to be in perfect order in that in that warehouse um you sort of got the layout as well. There was a main entrance, the sliding door, the office in the back. Um, only one guard there and only one sort of um, entrance up onto the roof, the the stairs that lead up onto the roof that are sort of next to the office there. But the building itself is only one story. Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess Jack is probably spending a little bit of time arguing with himself on whether he's going to wait till a little bit later at night and try to go back again. <laughs> um but um, is there a way, I'm not sure what this kind of role would be, um, but you mentioned that the, the paint, you know, it was a particularly strange looking, very reflective, uh, but also I, I feel like you described in the room had a particularly strong scent. Um, is there a way Jack could kind of think back to that, internalize, maybe? No, it, did, it didn't have a strong ah, scent. I might have just... No, it just, it just, had, it just had a sort of... A bit of a strange glow, the paint that had been applied to these uh, decorations. The one that you looked at, the paint seemed to be sort of glowing. Yeah, I guess the scent was just my own brain being like, ooh, turpentine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, being is that at the moment, the only other leads he has are things he's certainly not going to do in the middle of the night. I think he would, you know, kill some time, um, wait until it's getting quite late. Maybe they're even, like, starting to kick him out of the coffee shop um, and probably head back to the, the warehouse. This time he's going to be a little bit more, you know, um, sneaky. But he'll take some time on the way, probably flip his coat inside out, um kind of dishevel his hair and such maybe you know rub some mud on himself try to look like a vagrant maybe pick up a blanket from somewhere if he's got to go in a shop and buy one or something um but he wants to appear as if you know one look quite different but two appear as if he's just like a vagrant yeah give me a disguise roll please yeah <laughs> 13 versus 65 extreme success oh extreme success yeah you 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 confident that you look like a different person you duck into um like a little gas station uh store and um you know pick up like a blanket it's a, a newspaper you um even like uh manage to find yourself um a little pair of reading glasses that you put on yeah maybe a brown paper bag and like a really really cheap bottle of swill yeah beautiful or even a hat of some kind like a little flat cap yeah yeah um okay with that, and feeling pretty, you know, pretty certain that he looks even worse than he would at any other given time, um, he will make his way back over to the warehouse. Uh, what time would you say it is at this point? Like, late night or still kind of early night? Uh, no, if you were waiting at the coffee shop till late, it's going to be, like, midnight. Perfect. Yeah. Are you going to go uh, approach the warehouse? Are you going to sort of, sort of do a scout around the building and have a look, or...? Yeah, I think the first thing he's going to do um, is kind of get within sight of the warehouse, but not quite approach it yet. He'll just um, sit down with his back to whatever nearest wall, kind of pull the blanket over his shoulders and, and like drink from the swill and kind of just try to look like he belongs there while checking out if anyone's coming or going, if any of the lights are on or anything, you know, anything he can notice while blending in. Give me a spot hidden. That one, 39 versus 50, that one's a success. Amazing. Um, because you know where the office is, you can kind of see the back corner where the lights are. Um, and you see the light turn off while you're there. And you wait, and you wait, but no one leaves. Hmm. You said the place is one story, but there was a, a stairwell up. Is there, like, an external ladder or anything on the building to get to roof access, or no? Give me a luck roll. 
Okay, perfect. Uh, 54 versus 33, that's a fail. Uh, no, as you sort of look around, there is, um, all the windows appear to be closed and locked. There's no sort of external fire escape. There is, however, around the back, a drain pipe. Not exactly the most secure, but um, it's at least a way to climb up onto the roof if you needed to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's going to risk it. Like He probably stares at the drain pipe for a minute, uh, curses under his breath, um, but short of trying to get back through the front door or smashing a window, it probably seems his best, his best bet. So he will um, try to shimmy his way up this drain pipe. Awesome, yeah. Give me a climb, I think, yeah? Climb roll. Oh, that's, oh God. That's a 31 versus 20. That's a fail. <laughs> this is a time where you could either spend luck, or if you wanted to, you could even try and push it. Um, although the consequence of pushing a roll is going to be um, much more than... Uh, hmm then just the consequence of failing a pushed roll is going to be much more than just failing this first roll. Okay, fair enough. Um, and you can't spend luck on a pushed roll. Either. Yeah, let's let's go for the big risk. That sounds fun. Um, if nothing else, it might create some punishingly interesting results. So um, for a push, do I just roll it again? We just roll again. All right. Oof, come on, dice. Uh, that is almost the exact same roll. Another fail, 35 versus 20. So how bad does this go? So you begin to climb the drain along the side of this building. And as you get about halfway, there's a large sort of creak and a bit of a, a bang of tin as it bangs against the sides of the brick building. And you decide to push on and climb up anyway. And you climb all the way up to the top. You know, you can see the top of this building. You can see the skylights. You can see the door leading down to the stairs below. And just as you're there in the darkness, you hear footsteps moving quite quickly from the inside, the other side of this door, as though someone is approaching up to the roof. Oh, God. Um, I mean, is he, like, hands on the roof, uh, or is he basically falling backwards? Uh, you're on the roof. You've climbed up over the roof thinking that, oh, it's, it's okay anyway. You've decided to push and climb all the way up. So you're up on top of the roof of this first story. And then that's when you hear that someone is very quickly, you've got seconds, is coming through the door on the other side. Okay. Uh, yeah, Jack immediately will like spin around, step to the edge and start taking a piss off the side of the building and like singing to himself. Show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go home. Um, the door flings open and you see this armed guard step out. And as he sees you, he says, hey. Hey, hey yourself. How you doing today? You got to get You got it. How did you get up here? How to get up here? I, I fucking flew, buddy. How'd you get up here? I took the stairs, you crazy drunk. Now, come on. Get down from there. Back the way you came. I won't. I was sleeping out there, they came by, kicking me, beating on me. It's a safe place to sleep. I ain't gonna bother anybody. You're already bothering me. Uh, who? Who the hell are you? This is... I'm the god of this here warehouse, and you have to get down. Uh, this is a free goddamn country. I don't have to do nothing. You want a drink, buddy? offer him you know basically start to uh, reach out as if i'm gonna hand him the bottle but i'm holding it by the neck he um as you reach for that he raises his um little rifle that he has Oof, yeah his bolt action rifle and points it at you oh no need to no need to to get guns out of you know you know murder man down his luck i'm just trying to find somewhere to sleep find somewhere else to sleep Gone. All right, all right. Well, I'm not. I'm not going back down that that Ricky thing. Not in the state, too. Why don't, why don't you walk walk me through? Give me a um. Give me. I'm gonna ask for two rolls. First, give me a, a fast talk. Okay. Twenty six versus seventy. That's a hard success. Yeah, he he sort of uh sort of he begins to put down his he lower his gun, and kind of sighs. Like, oh, damn drunks. 
Um, give me a spot hidden as well. Okay. Ah, that one's 70 versus 50. That one's a fail. Cool. No problem. Um, oh. <laughs> That's the dice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh he um yeah, he sort of moves around behind you and begins sort of pushing you aggressively down towards the towards the stairs back down through the building. Yeah. If he pushes me when we're walking on the stairs, uh, I want a pratfall. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure if this will cause me a wound. It might, and I fully accept that consequence if it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's going to go in for like what he thinks will look like a real big fall, um, and try to guilt this guy da- down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah. As he goes to try, like begin pushing you inside as he's getting all handsy, um, you're going to do a prat fall. Give me a, I'm going to probably, I don't know if this is right. I'm I'm going to say. Make a dodge roll, unless you think that there's something something better. Maybe dexterity. Let's say dexterity. Okay. As you sort of go to fall down these stairs. Let's say dexterity. <laughs> Shit. Uh, 87 versus 60, that's a fail. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, you, you sort of begin to tumble and crash down these stairs. You're going to take two points of damage, so you want to remove two from your hit point total. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Done. Uh, yeah, I will. I will um, say, like, as he does actually hurt himself doing this, um, he's just gonna start shouting. Uh, what are you doing? You didn't have to push me. I, I'm not gonna. I wasn't hurting anybody. I was just trying to find somewhere to sleep. You a beat on a vet, um, and you know, like sob and you know, lose any form of decorum, uh, but be real loud about it. He says, oh, c- "Come on, oh." Get up! Go on, get up! And he sort of begins to like, he literally, this this hulking guy just picks you up and kind of throws you to your feet. He says, get out of here, you drunk. Come on! And he goes to start pushing you towards the front door. Yeah, is the gun out of his hands when he goes to pick me up? Uh, it's on a, um, uh, like a strap, and so it's down. Yeah. yeah. So it's strapped around him. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Hanging off his back. All right, this is real dumb. Uh, the minute he goes to try to pick me up, I headbutt him. Oh, amazing. All right. Give me a brawl roll, please. Oh, there it is. All right. Oof. <laughs> it's 70 versus 35. That's a fail. That's fine. Um, you know, he's sort of like, you know, you, your head like connects with him, but it obviously just doesn't do any damage as you kind of like, you know, um, are still in his arms as he just kind of throws you off again to the side. And he's really annoyed now as he sort of grabs you and he's going to just physically just try and shove you, throw you out of the uh, out of the building to make a brawl for him. What do you do as he goes to grab you and literally throw you? Oh man, I don't, I don't want to be committing murder. Um, hmm. He tries to grab me and throw me. Uh, maybe I, instead of dodging, kind of lean all of my weight into him and try to sweep the leg. You know, try to get him off balance as he's putting himself off balance. Cool. All right. So this is going to be a fight back. So make me a brawl roll. I'm going to roll a brawl for him as well. You need to get one level of success higher than him. <laughs> okay. It's 56 versus 35. That's a fail. Oof. Oh, but he, he's a bad fail, but I'm not sure if it makes any difference. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you know, he, he, he throws you down on the ground. He doesn't manage to uh, get you completely out of the building as you sort of like trying to fight back with him, as you're sort of throwing your arms and trying to sweep kicking. He just throws you down on the ground and then begins taking a few more steps towards you. <sighs> Man. You know, I will say, like, almost any other game I play, I'd be like, I shoot him. Um, but I <laughs> I just don't feel like that's Jack. You know, that's not... We're not in that kind of situation. <laughs> He's not going to casually murder somebody because he wants to look around. Um, I think he will go for one last attempt at trying to overpower this absolutely fucking massive guy. Um, you know, so he just goes for the totally dishonorable kick to the balls. Nice. Give me a brawl. Nah. 62 versus 35, that's a fail. Jack's not a very good fighter, apparently. 
he's trying to fight back in this situation, so he's going to attack you. Oh, man. This is just the most clumsy, awkward fight as he goes down <laughs> to try and pick you up. You go to try and kick him in the balls and you just kind of, uh, you know, flail your legs and kind of throw him off a bit. Now he's getting real mad and he goes to uh, swing the gun around to point it at you. Oh, the, the minute that he reaches for the gun, I mean, I'll, I'll bolt out. He <laughs> run out the front door and he's, yeah. he just says, and stay out. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Jack goes around the corner, uh, kind of <laughs> tries to get a hold of himself. Yeah, please go. Give me one last luck roll as he points the gun at you and you sort of rush out the front door. Oof, 79 versus 33, that's a fail. Cool. Yeah, you kind of push through the front door of the warehouse and then uh, like sort of trip down on the floor and then like continue running into the street towards like, I guess, where around the corner into where the sort of the celebrations and the crowds are. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll like stay in the crowd for a bit concerned that, you know, they might be or that guard at least might be looking for him or if notified somebody to go look for him. Um, so as he walks through the crowd, you know, he wipes off his face with the blanket, drops the blanket, you know, starts starts getting rid of the disguise, essentially. Yeah, of course. And as you kind of begin throwing off your disguise and sort of making your way through the crowds, you know, there's, there's the singing, there's the, you know, the, the, the street bands, the music sort of, you know, jolly people in high spirits sort of dancing around you. Some of them kind of, you know, getting up real close, but yeah, you kind of disappear into this crowd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, being that at this point, it's, it's real late in the night. Um, and he's certainly not going to go knock on Mr. Bouchard or Fowler or Creighton's door at 1, 2 a.m. Um, yeah, he'll hang around in the crowd for a little while, kind of trying to see what Mardi Gras is all about, essentially, and then go back to the office and go to sleep. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, you just make your way through the, um, through the streets. And, um, someone in a mask as you're sort of moving away like you know you kind of bump into someone and this guy in a mask kind of turns to you and says uh hey tell me buddy hey tell me have you seen the yellow sign oh man <laughs> i mean jack just spins around double takes what what did you say this guy in a little masquerade mask just kind of laughs and, say, <laughs> uh, and just goes on carries on joins in with the rest of the crowd. I mean, Jack will, Jack will try to keep up with him. Like, he'll try to find him again in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of you manage to shoulder, shoulder push through some people. And this guy, he's not trying to run away from you. He's just moving in and join this sort of, like, little dancing congregation. Oh, uh, and yeah. I mean, Jack, I assume it's pretty loud, so he almost, like, shouts to make sure the guy can hear him. Um, what is it? I, I've seen it. Uh, what is it? What does it mean? What does what mean? The yellow sign. Oh, Buddy, it's, it's it's fine. It was just a joke. What do you mean it's a joke? What, what do you? Hey, it's, it, why are you? It's just a joke, man. It's just a joke. Uh, he'll pull out that little symbol, like that little necklace, uh, and try to show it to the guy. He's like, "Is this the sign? Is this is this what you mean?" The guy looks at it and he's like, "Buddy, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I never seen it. Listen, it was just a joke, okay? I swear." Yeah. Um, is there some kind of? check a roll I can do to try to maybe, I don't know <laughs> he's the guy like lying to me, fucking with me, like I'm not sure like an insider. Psychology? Maybe psychology okay oh three versus 55, extreme success um, as you sort of corner this guy and show him the sign, he's like, it's just a joke um, he, he he's clearly inebriated and he doesn't have any idea what he was talking about and he's sort of, look at you he's now kind of getting a bit scared of you Okay, yeah, if he, if he clearly, like, if that's what Jack catches from this, he'll, he'll just, like, let him go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's been a long day. Enjoy the, enjoy the party, friend. And he just kind of, as you let him go, he just turns and sort of moves away from you. Yeah, I think Jack is real, real shaken by this, this quick encounter. Um, and the, the day it's been, um, and would have no more desire to be anywhere near this, this party. They'd probably start heading back fairly quickly. Yeah, you head um, very quickly in the night back towards the uh, the office, the apartment. Yeah. Um, I mean, first thing in the door, he's 
and washing his face, splashing water, and, and thinking about that that weird thing that happened with the, the tentacles in the warehouse with the sign kind of coming alive and what the guy just said um, and would stare at that symbol and like go lock it in the desk before he went to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, you look it up and then sort of tuck yourself in on the couch and kind of try and try and calm your nerves and, and get to sleep. Pretty takes um, a little while for the events of the night to kind of wash over you and for sleep to finally come. But then the next morning, you're again awoken to the, the phone of the officers ringing. Yeah, sits up and drags himself off the couch. Um, doesn't rush over to the phone. He lets it ring probably two or three times. And picks it up a little bleary uh, from the, the day before. Um, Detective Jackson Cassidy, how can I help you? Oh, Mr. Cassidy, we met at the shop yesterday. It is uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo Vargas. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, sir. Listen, I've been thinking about what you said, and, um, well, Avedon has, um, he's still not come back to the shop. I've tried to call him. No answer. That's, uh, it's a little concerning. I'm glad you called me. Uh, do you want me to swing by and check on him? Well, if you're in the mood for it, I am about to lock up the shop and head there myself. Yeah, it won't take me, uh, if you can, if you can wait... I don't know. Give me, give me twenty minutes, uh, and I'll I'll be right over. Sure. And uh, imagine you um, freshen up as quickly as you can and jump in the car and uh, head back to the shop. And you see, um, sort of out the front, standing there, you know, in shirt and tie, the figure of uh, Rodrigo Vargas. And he sort of notices you and gives you a polite wave. Yeah, pull up, and it, I think you said it was a black caddy. Like, open the door for him. Um, smile at him, probably still looking like, you know, half asleep and a little, little beat up. <laughs> smile at him. I'm, I'm glad you called. Uh, get in. I'll drive you over. Much obliged, Mr. Cassidy. Did you, um, go and enjoy the festivities last night? Uh, a little bit. Um, it's certainly something. Um, my first, my first experience with Mardi Gras. This happens every year. Every year. It's, um, well, parade is, uh, definitely a spectacle. Well, certainly something to have a party through the streets for, what, a week? Every year, that's, that's, that's something. Yeah. I think he, like, almost is at a loss for words on what he's trying to quantify. Yes, um, I believe, uh, Monday, nine days from today will be the, the big party. Just left here. Yep. Flips a left. Uh, nine days. I mean, the uh, street's going to be closed, or...? No, not really. Uh, only for the big parade. All right. I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Um, tell me a bit about your uh, your associate on the way over here. I mean, is he is he often ill? Is he the kind of man who misses a lot of work, or is this, this really out of, out of the norm for him? Hmm. We have been in business for, well, jeez, six years now, and no... No, he's not the kind of man to fall ill. I would say he's actually in quite good health. Usually. Yeah, I mean, people do get sick on occasion, but that does cause a little alarm. Um, it, uh, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but does he uh, owe any debts or have any... Now, I hate to say enemies, but anyone who would bear him ill will. Why, no, do you... Suspect some kind of foul play? No, 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 no. It's it's just that you you seem pretty concerned, and it's you know, like you said, it's not it's not normal for him to be missing. So, just wanted to, if we are, <laughs> walking into that kind of situation, uh, I just wanted to make sure we were prepared as all. I'm I'm sure he's fine. Yes. Well, let's hope so. And you pulled the car up outside this this sort of French style style two story house in. Uh, in the French Quarter, uh, really not far from the shop at all. In the driveway, you see the the front gate is closed, um, and it appears that like all the the curtains in the house are all the the curtains are all drawn as well. Yeah, um, and I guess we get out. I'll I'll leave the camera in the car this time. Um, but 
take all the rest of my normal gear with me. Um, and follow him up. I, you know, Jack doesn't want to, like, lead. He doesn't know this guy, so he's not trying to barge in or anything. Um, yeah, he sort of approaches the, um, approaches the Iron Gate, uh, which seemed to be locked. So he gives him a little push. And he sort of stands back and looks at you and looks a little lost at what to do. He's, um, sort of yells out, Francois! Francois! And there doesn't seem to be any response. Um, is it a, like a big gate or is it a, like, I mean, is it waist high or is it like a 12 foot? No, no, it's probably, it's probably like five foot high. Okay. Um, yeah, Jack gives him a look. Um, and it's like, well, it doesn't seem like he's coming. We should, we should probably get in there and at least get up to the door and knock the door. Um, and we'll try to climb the gate. Uh, yeah. Um, seeing that you're just going for it, um, he just gives you a little boost to help you up over the gate there and into the, into the premises. And then, uh, he follows as well. And he sort of yells out again, Francois. And still no, um, no response. Ah, Jack will go up and start pounding on the door. Um, and this time it is like the full on cop knock, um, you know, the big, loud, very authoritative, um, kind of beating down on the door and we'll also yell, you know, the same as, as, uh, the guy has Francois open up. And, uh, after a few moments, um, you hear a voice on the other side of the door. Who are you? Who are you? You are agents. He's here right now. He's here with you. Who? who? And, uh, Rodrigo is sort of, um, he sort of looks, looks confused and he, he, he yells through the door. He's like, Francois, it's me. Rodrigo. He says, he, he sees you, you know. He's watching you. It's not just the design you see, it's him. It's him. The eyes, all of them, he can see through them. This is, this is in his city now. This is Kakosa now. If he finds you, he will take your happiness and everything that's good about you and leave you hollow. A walking shell. You'll keep walking the city and looking until all the color is gone from the world. All the life and all the colors, except for him, the king in yellow. And as um, as he says that, Rodrigo looks at you and then looks back through the door and says, The king in yellow? Is that... That is this book, The King in Yellow. This book that Gavin wanted. And the voice on the other side just goes dead. And that's, yeah... That's where we'll uh, that's where we'll leave it for now. It's a it's a hell of a cliffhanger moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>